Escape of Cthulhu presents The Call of Cthulhu Scenario Four Hours to Reno by Graham Patrick So this is Four Hours to Reno Western Down Darker Trails Scenario uh, It is 1867 and the six of you are on a train <coughs> traveling from Salt Lake City in the Utah Territories to Reno, Nevada. And the six of you <coughs> were formed up into a posse uh, by U.S. Marshal Eldritch Nash. Uh, in order to capture uh, the Hensley gang, uh, led by Jim Hensley and his seven or eight followers, uh, who were operating uh, kind of throughout the West, but hiding out in Utah. Utah not being a state at this point, so. Uh, Marshal Nash deputized the six of you into a posse, and together the seven of you managed to hunt down and capture alive the entire Hensley gang. Yeehaw! Uh, the nearest courthouse is in Reno, Nevada, hence the train. We're bringing the gang to Reno to be put on trial. Still have work to do. How Marshall many Nash of this gang are there? Uh, so Marshall Nash himself, he's an older gentleman, big barrel-chested guy, kind of rough, um, very quick to anger. The Hensley gang consists of uh, Jim Hensley himself, uh, who comports himself as kind of as a as a gentleman. He's very he comes across as very mild mannered. Um, very kind of cold, calculating, um, you know, polite sort of fellow. Uh, and then his gang is made up of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other people. One Tooth Alvin, Victoria Heartless McRae, Breakem Betty, Jack Turpin, Old Man Sam, Laughing Bear, and Simple Ben. Any, any chance you're able to... Uh... Paste those into our little notes. There is every chance. Awesome. Might take a second here. Along with, you know, notes about which ones are quick to anger or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> or have funny ideas about chanting. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Holy smokes, Thank I'm you. a little guy. Sorry. <laughs> Just gotta look at my uh <laughs> at my character sheet going over it. So as we open it is Uh, it is 9.47 in the morning, if you were to ask the conductor. 
The train arrives in Reno at 1.48 this afternoon. Uh, yourselves and Marshall Nash have commandeered, in sense that you have paid for, uh, the a basically an entire sleeper carriage for these six of, for the seven of you and these seven in the gang. So of course at the front of the train is the engine with its coal car. Coming right behind that is the is a postal carriage where the Train crew work and rest, and of course, where the post is uh, sorted and organized and prepared for the next stops. And then right behind the postal carriage uh, is the first sleeper carriage, which is the one that the six of you, along again with Marshall Nash and the Hensley gang, are in. Uh, the gang members are all handcuffed and handcuffed to beds and chairs. And the six of you, along with Marshall Nash, are in the kind of lounge area of the um, car there, uh, just playing cards and passing the time. So with that, let's go around and have you introduce yourselves. Uh, Meredith, you want to lead us off? Hi there, I'm Angel Profield. I'm a farmer who is deputized by Marshall Nash. Um, I was the last survivor of an attack that left four others in the dirt. So I'm here to prosecute these fellers who've done it. Gary? Uh, I can't. Um... Can you hear me? I'm not sure if I'm on mute or not. Yes, we can hear you. Hear you. Uh, cool, cool. The app was being weird. Um, okay, so I'm Dirk, Dirk Stallon, um, a uh, cowboy, large man of African descent, wear simple, robust clothes, um, very much dust covered, um, and seems to be quite friendly and happy-go-lucky. Sean? Yes, so uh, Doisa Mal, uh, she is quite quite chummy with the marshal. It's very clear from the way she interacts with them that the two of them have worked together for some period of time through the years. If somebody asks while you're playing cards, she'll say she's a lawyer. Um, but uh, at one point, if one of you is taking a drink, she will sort of look at you at which point the marshal will sort of shake your head at you. Don't 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 give her that. Rachel. Um Badger Westover. I have known Nash for a long time. Doisa too. I'm a surly ish man. A little older. I've got a salt and pepper beard, buckskins. I've got a 
a big old fox fur hat. And uh, that's it. Edwin? Uh, Gretchen, Gretchen Gordon. I'm a rancher out of Nevada. And uh, I uh, don't, don't, uh, don't take rightly to these games running around. Mighty pleased that we've uh, gotten them tied up here. I'm not sure we should have taken them alive, though. And Steve. Now we'll be playing Leroy Harden, who is a, uh, a gentleman who's uh, on the shorter side, but just don't say that word to him. Uh, he's very thin. He's well-dressed. Uh, and he has well-manicured fingernails. And however, his clothes are a little too large for him. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, yeah, he uh, he is known as a gun for hire. And other than that, he kind of refuses to speak about his past. He's a nice fellow and friendly, but very quick to anger, especially if you mention, say, his size. <clears throat> Fair enough. Um, to begin, can I get everyone to make a luck roll? Uh, 64, which is... Hard success. That's uh, well, a like minus. <laughs> Mine's a fail. <laughs> a fail. But uh, I mean, at this point, if we're all in the lounge car, he wouldn't be playing um, cards. He would be sitting to the side playing his banjo. Now, this isn't for the card game yet. Uh, normal success for, for Gretchen. Uh, if you fail the luck roll, please lose a D3 hit points. This is our right? What the heck was that? So yesterday, or a couple days ago, when you took the gang, um, <clears throat> you took them after a shootout uh, at the gang's hideout in Utah. Uh, some of you were uh, slightly wounded. Some of the gang members were slightly wounded. Uh, the only death that occurred during the shootout uh, was when um, Hensley shot uh, Marshall Nash's horse uh, in a clear attempt to piss off Marshall Nash to get him to do or to get him to tell you guys to do. Um, you know, something foolish, uh, which he did, <laughs> actually, <laughs> uh, in the in the sense that he just immediately charged into the hideout. Um, but it managed to go your way. You captured everyone. Not too much more trouble. So, like I say, just some nicks and scratches on all of you. <clears throat> so, as we said, you are in the car. Um, Playing cards. Uh, so we know Mr. Stalin's not playing. Is anyone else not playing cards? I think uh, 
Gretchen is not playing. I think she's sitting to one side. They're they're in the car with us, right? Yes. Yeah, she is. Uh, I think she's just got that evil eye stare right at Hensley. Fair enough. Uh, those of you who are playing cards can make a gambling roll. Seems like a really bad idea for a short-tempered guy to be playing cards, but since he does own his own because there's two of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More than one short-tempered guy. Yeah. <laughs> one of you is going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, especially with no gambling skill. That would be a fail for Leroy. Fail. Fail. Really, really big fail. But you can't all lose. That's <laughs> 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 why I said ashes. really big to indicate that, like, the difference between 85 and 10 is probably greater than. <laughs> well, does, does this mean that the Marshall's winning? No, what it means is that kind of <laughs> no one is really winning. Okay. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's a casual kind of friendly game. No one is making out any better than anyone else. Um, <laughs> you know, you win a little bit, you lose it. You win a little bit, you lose a little more. Um, yeah, you're really just kind of here to pass the time. You're not seriously trying to make money off these off these people that you just, uh, you know, went to battle with. It's all good. It's all good. Is there anything anyone in particular wanted to be doing at the moment or let's see train rolls through the night cards are played mr stalin i think you said you're providing some musical accompaniment today oh most definitely right? most definitely did you want me to make a banjo sure Adventure? oh i like that <laughs> okay well, 99 <laughs> Don't call my strings. <laughs> a zero four with a thirty skill—that's <clears throat> an extreme success. Uh, the banjo music is excellent. How is it he plays dueling banjos with only one banjo? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you debate on this. Uh, the door to your car from the from the rear of the car uh, opens and a man comes in who you recognize uh, Mr. Ladoon, the train conductor. Howdy there conductor oh, 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 good, good, good evening uh, Marshal Nash I, I, I must I must speak with you please please. Yeah, come in, come in. What, what, what can I do for you there, conductor? And the conductor comes up, and he kind of, he, he comes kind of, you know, into the area in which you are playing cards. Um, psychology rolls. Hard success. A fumble, ninety-nine. Fail. Uh, Ms. Mall, 
you can tell that the conductor is scared. He is frightened. He is, you might even want to say terrified. He's clearly shaking. He looks far more nervous than you, you know, saw him before, right? When you when you boarded the train and, and you know, got settled in the car, you know, he was perfectly, you know, calm, organized, you know, a very good, uh, efficient conductor. But now he is, he looks like he wants to be anywhere else. Um, you know, he's he's kind of shaking. He's looking around. He is also covered in some kind of goopy liquid. It almost looks like oil, but it's not dark enough to be oil. And it smells terrible. I, I, I need your help, Marshall. I, I need your help. Well, what can we do for you, sir? There's... There's, there's been there's been a murder a, a murder on the train and you're, you're the only law on board I, I need you to, can, can you look into it there there may be a murderer on board a murderer Marshall Nash kind of looks around at the six of you and looks at uh, Hensley and the rest of the gang well now why, why don't you tell us what happened It's um, it's it's Mr. I, it's it's Mr. Isham. Uh, he's his his private carriage was attached right, to, right to the train just before we pulled out of Salt Lake, and he he's dead. We we his his butler found him, and I I don't know what happened. It's terrible. You you got to take a look. Marshall Nash looks around at the six of you again, and. Looks over at, at Hensley and the others. I am not letting this man out of my sight. And he looks over at uh, Ms. Mall. And Mr. Oh. Westover. Yeah, no, just no, no problem, Marshall. Uh, take take some of these. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll go look into it for you. We'll be right back. Uh, Keep your gun right there. I would be much obliged if you did that, Ms. Mall. Have 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 a look around if you, you know, see if you can figure out what happened. If, if there is a murderer on this train, don't 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 provoke them. Just just identify them, and we'll have the law pick them up when when we get into Reno. I'm coming to Doisa. If uh, if I don't have to spend another couple minutes with this Hensley, I'll be just as happy. I'll come oh, with yeah. you. Come, come, come along then. Come along. I'll, I'll stay with the marshal just to make sure he's got another person here with him. That that sounds good. Too. That makes sense. Oh, you gonna stay as well? All right. Well, we'll, uh, Mister Mister Harden and Mister Stalin, you stay here with the marshal, and the rest of us will go uh, go with you, Mister Ladoon. Miss Cofield, are you going? staying staying with the folks okay uh so ms gordon ms mall and mr westover uh the conductor will kind of you know kind of looks uh, th thank you marshall thank you 
Yeah, come on, th this way, this way. It's all the way at the back of the train. And he leads the three of you out the back of your sleeping car. I meant I was going. Oh, fair, <laughs> enough. fair enough. Mr. Co Ms. Cofield is going as well. Okay. How many cars are between us and them? This special car. Uh, well, there's there's this there's the the second sleeper carriage, which you can see is as we're in it right right now, and and walking through it, uh, and then just beyond this, there's there's the parlor, and then the dining car, uh, and and then Mr. Ishram's carriage. Mr. Ishram owns his own carriage. Oh yes, he does. Yes, he does. So, as promised, right behind. Next car behind yours is another sleeper. Looks like that, basically the same layout as yours. Um, as you make your way down through this car, um, you can you know, some, some of most of the um, the doors to the actual sleeping cabins uh, are standing slightly ajar. Some of them are fully ajar. Uh, you can hear some light conversation behind a few of them. Uh, as you get to kind of the um, the open area of the sleeper car, there's a few people there. You know, they kind of you know set back to uh, to make way for you to get through. Somewhat subtly, uh, perhaps Gretchen uh, loosens her her pistol in the holster. Fair enough. Uh, beyond that is as the conductor brings you into the parlor carriage, uh, which the image that I have for is terrible because my PDF is corrupted. Um, but basically it's just a hallway with long rows of seats on either side. Uh, it is mostly full. There are a number of people in here. Um, you know, all of kind of various description. You know, farmers and ranchers and Men and women. Um, there's an old lady with a dog that kind of yaps at you a little bit as you walk past. Mm. Kind of got to shuffle and, and and push past them, push past everyone. Uh, just beyond that is the dining carriage. And as you enter the dining carriage, um, there are um, a number of um, passengers uh, at the tables having breakfast. Uh, the breakfast this morning is uh, lobster eggs Benedict, in case you were curious. Ooh. Really? Really, really. Got that in from somewhere. They seem to be enjoying it. Um, a number of the a number of the diners will you know kind of look up uh, as you you know as your <laughs> fairly large group kind of pushes past. <clears throat> Spot hidden roll. Uh, that is a normal success. Ooh. 
Nope. I, ha I have a hard. Um, Ms. Gordon and Mr. Westover, as you're making your way through the through the dining carriage, um, you notice that uh, a number of the uh, diners uh, are very frequently flu fluing, shooing away flies. Shooing, ah, yes. Yeah, there's a, there's a fly buzzing around. They kind of shoo it away. There's another fly buzzing around someone else. You stay shoot away. Um, and partway down the dining car, you notice uh, in addition that uh, there is a uh, an empty a table that looks like uh, it was, you know, somebody was there. Uh, they were having, they were they were eating. Uh, they are not. They are not there anymore. Uh, but you can see in their empty chair, there are actually a few maggots in the upholstery, mm. kind of down in the cracks of the upholstery. Uh, the conductor will take you to kind of the last, the rearmost table in the dining mm, carriage. Mr. Ladoon, is this uh, normal for your dining car? No, no, of course, of course not, of course not. Uh, this, yes, we we must get this cleaned up. I, I don't know what it, this smell. I have to get this yes. off me. But uh, this here he is. This is this is Mr. Way. This is Mr. Way. Um, Mr. Isham's uh, uh, butler, um, and he leads you. To, he takes you to the. Again, kind of the last table in the dining carriage. Uh, and sitting there is uh, the porter, uh, who you recognize, the train's porter. Uh, and with him is a um, kind of small, kind of nervous-looking uh, Chinese gentleman. Uh, Mr. Wei, this, this here is the law. Why don't you tell him what you, tell him what you know, tell him what you found. Uh, I, I found Mr. Isham. He, he's dead. He's dead. Mr. Isham is dead. Well, how, how did he? Uh, well, well, let's go take a look. When did you last talk to him? Uh, Mr. Isham allowed me to retire last night at, at ten. Um, they, they they were they were playing cards and and, and he had me. He said uh, my services were no longer required, so I retired at, at ten. They? Who else was it's there? Um, I, I, I don't know all their names. I, I know, um, uh, Mister, Mister, Mrs. Bose, uh, Harlan, and and Samantha Bose. Um, then there were. Two others as well. There was a, a lady. Um, let me find some descriptions here for you. Well, they have to still be on the train. That's maybe some people should check out the train car and we should hunt these folks down. Oops, why do we not have? 
Where's no? Sorry, lost <laughs> the descriptions here. Hate it when that happens. Well, unless they um, oh, jumped there. off or something. I'm sure we can meet them later. Let's let's, let's take a Has look at the Has the train room. been on the move all this time, or have we had many stops? Uh, you have had no stops. No stops since Salt Lake. Yes. Okay. Let's, 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 please show show us show us the room. Uh, the the other two, a, a lady and and a gentleman. I I don't know their names. I I don't want to go back in there. It's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, just show show us where the room is. I'll show you. I'll show you. And the um, conductor will show you to the end of the dining car and open the door into the car beyond. Which is this one. So this car is definitely different. Um, it is, I don't know if any of your characters have seen a custom built carriage for someone to travel around in, uh, but this is as fancy a thing as you have ever seen. It is wood paneling, it is, um, Velvet, uh, it is um, abs. You know, it is it is gold leaf. Uh, it is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it is, however, also a bit dark. Um, the curtains on all the windows are pulled. Uh, there are just two or three electric lamps on the walls that are lit, so the whole thing is just kind of dim and dark. And as you step inside, it smells terrible in here. Con rolls. Hmm. Ooh, that looks like a hard success. Regular old success. Oh, extreme success. Okay. Smells almost as bad as me. Right towards the front of the car there, you can see the big kind of gray blob on the map. There is kind of a gray, viscous fluid pooling on the floor. You can recognize that this is the fluid that the conductor has on him as well. Um, the, in the, in just kind of this, this viscous mess. There are a few bones and a pile of clothes. And there are many, many flies crawling on and flying nearby. Gretchen walks up and sort of pokes her foot at the bones a little bit. Careful, careful. Him? 
What, do you think he's going to bite me or something? No, I think that might be some sort of acid there that you're putting your toe into. Mm, uh, good thought. He steps back a little bit. Uh, probably too late. But... <laughs> well, that was a sinister laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Open up some curtains. Night time out. Is there a switch? Is there a way to turn up the uh, the lights? It's electrics. It should be set. Uh, what do you mean night time? Morning. 9.47 a.m. Okay. Yep. It's a little after 9.47 at this point, but yes. But, Still the point, yes, it is It is a bright, sunny day outside. You can certainly open up a few uh, windows and or open up a few curtains and let sunlight into car some people just have too much money well his money certainly didn't help him never does well i don't understand so where's the where's the man's body Natural or is this world. Pile of bones supposed to be him. What'd you say? Natural world. Or medicine. Or what? Or medicine. Oh, I got a normal on natural world. What do you know? Yeah, those are human bones. There's a jawbone, part of us, you know, part of the skull, <clears throat> some rib bones, femur. Well, huh. this not, might, might be him, I guess. Is there a card table set up? Do I see evidence that they were playing cards like the porters or the, the manservant said? Uh, you do not. Hmm. I just file that away. Well, I will. Turn to uh, Mr. Way. So was was your? Were you carrying any any he liquids? He didn't come in with us. I don't think. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I, I will go back out to talk to him. Then. Yep, yep. I will yeah. go back out to talk to him and say, you know, did you? Were you carrying anything that was, you know, dangerous? Uh, no, 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 nothing, nothing. Uh, do I think he's lying? Psychology. Uh, success? No, you do not. Okay. Uh, to go back to Mr. Westover, um, there's no kind of obvious, um, you know, card table or anything like that set up. Um, you know, you could certainly believe that someone could sit on, or you know, that a group of people could sit on those uh, two big sofas and play cards. Um. That's it. Well, look through, you know, uh, start looking around, see if I see any, you know, containers or signs of the cards or things that might be left behind by the guest or perpetrator. Spot in roll. I will uh, 
joined I him in this activity. That is an extreme. But, um, uh, apparently, I stare out the window for a long time <laughs> with my 100. Oh, dear. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, there's the pile of goo with the clothes in the, with the clothes in it. Um, let's see. Yeah, Mr. Westover would certainly pick this up. Um, you know, looking around kind of this part of the car, obviously you can't see the wall through the see through the wall into the bedroom. Um, but right, you know, around this part of the car, you can clearly see once you are really looking for it, um, that there are uh, some footprints. Um, you know, this this goop, somebody walked through it. Probably more than one somebody. There's a couple set of there's more than one set of footprints. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can all you also notice that back uh, near the door, the, the forward door, the one leading to the dining car, okay. uh, just to the to the side of the door, kind of behind, there's a chair there. Uh, there is a smashed bottle of tequila. Well, that's a thing. Smell this. Um, <laughs> looking at the size of these footprints, do they? Can I tell anything about them? Are they men's shoes, women's shoes, big shoes? Tracking roll. I do indeed track it. I make a hard one. Oh, very good. There are actually three sets of footprints. Um, the first set of footprints uh, seems to, or you know, must have been someone who came from the back of the car. Stepped in the stepped in the goop, and then left at a hurry forward into the dining car. Mr. Way. Uh, there is a second set of footprints um, that seem to um, appear out of nowhere, kind of coming from the dining car side. Stepped into the goop. <clears throat> They lead back toward, towards the back of the car to the bedroom, uh, into the restroom, and then back forward to the dining car. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ledoon? Maybe. And there, the third set of footprints that are actually not the the goop not the not left by the the slime but are just kind of a dusty grimy footprint that comes from the back of this car into the bedroom back out the bedroom 
and back out the back of the car. Interesting. Let's go see what's in the bedroom and bathroom. What do you um, think, Gretchen? Yeah, yes, uh, I think we probably ought to. She's still a little stunned looking around at all the stuff going on. Uh, let as you do so, let us cut back to the forward sleeper, Mr. Harden, Mr. Stalin. Yes, indeed. I will uh, probably be wrapping up another of my colorful tall tales, which are clearly lies and boasts, but uh, done with a sort of a twinkle and a smile. I can't quite tell if I'm honest or not. And there were three of them. Can you beat that? Ah, uh, three. Yes. Is that right? With one hand. Mr. Stalin. Mr. Stalin. <laughs> yes. I, one of the gang members, um, one of the women, Breakham Betty, calls for your attention. Mr. Stalin. It will look over. Yes. What is it? I, I, I see the, the other ladies have left. I, I do apologize. I would have asked one of them, but but I need to use the facilities. Would you uh, see me to the facilities, please? Looks over to the other the other two, the the um the marshal, and go. Shall I? You guys gonna be okay here by yourself? And the marshal kind of nods at you. He'll get up and uh, help her up and take her to the facility. Okay. Oh, thank you, Mr. Stalin. I do appreciate it. You're, you're such a gentleman. We're in oh, you're the welcome. mail car, is that right? <laughs> uh, no, you are in the forward sleeper. You're okay. behind the mail car. Gotcha. Okay, so it does have a the facilities, two sets of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, goes into uh, the uh, the restroom, closes the door. Okay, he'll wait by the door. Just keeping an ear out of any unusual noise. <clears throat> but you gotta, you gotta let us go. We ain't going to Reno. You gotta let us go. This is from uh, where is he? Um, uh, Simple Ben, who is a very large man might say he is 85% of the possible maximum human size <laughs> uh, with clearly the strength to match. I, I ain't going to hang. I ain't going to hang, I tell you. And he starts pulling and straining at, you know, his, his handcuffs and 
you know, whatever, you know, kind of bar or um, armrest you have him handcuffed to, you know, he is pulling for all he is worth. Now, Simple Ben, you just settle down over there. I hear Reno's quite nice this time of year. Anyways, they ain't going to hung you for they heard your story now, are they? You know they're going to hang us. They're going to hang us all. And he's just, he is pulling something fierce. You can hear nails starting to groan. Oh. <clears throat> if that's the kind. What is, uh, what's the marshal doing over there? You settle down now, simple man. Mr. Hodden, Mr. Stalin, you take care of him. All right. I will, uh. Draw my pistol and uh, level him. Said Ben, I'll turn it around. You know, with the uh, I'm holding the barrel. You know, like to club him. I said Ben, you got to settle down now. Don't make me do this, fella. Mr. Stalin. Um, so I can see this because I thought I was still with the. Uh... Yep. Yeah. You you can you can you can definitely see and hear it happening. Okay. Well, we will basically go to a point where he can. Keep an eye on the bathroom, but draw his gun as well and go, yep, sit back down, stop it, Ben. Okay, as you move away from the bathroom door, uh, you hear it um, open behind you, and you can make a dodge roll. Okay, so 64. My dodge half dex, yeah. So, no, definitely not. Unfortunately, okay. Um, <clears throat> I Betty has swung uh, a door like a cabinet door hard at your head. Uh, but just missed. Mr. Harden. Oh, what now? I'm going to go ahead and club old Simple Ben, seeing as he is still seated, but on the verge of becoming dangerous with my pistol butt, kind of behind the ear with the intention of just knocking him out. I don't want to kill him or anything. I just want to knock him out. Sure. Uh, fighting brawl with the bonus die. All right. We can get a hold of him there. Uh, oh, we got a lot of luck here. Let's uh, burn it down seven points to make it a normal success. Okay, and you're trying to knock him out, not kill him. So go yes. ahead and roll, roll damage and cut it in half. Okay. Uh, let's see, what would that be? With the uh, the pistol butt, would that be a D six? D six, yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was a three, so round down to one, I guess. Okay. Uh, he will make a Constitution roll. Now, what do you hit me for? He lashes out, kicking at you. <laughs> you can dodge or fight back as you wish. Uh, I'll dodge. 
but not well. Not expecting him to be able to actually reach me. That's a failure. He misses. Mr. <laughs> Stalin? Yeah, um, I'm basically going to slam the butt of my gun, basically try to do the next, that same to knock Betty out. Fighting brawl. Okay, so... Uh, 16 will get me... You know what? I'm going to spend the three points of luck and get an extreme success. Uh, okay. Uh, you also said you're trying to knock her out. So roll yes. damage and cut it in half. Okay, so what's my... Uh, so you said D6, didn't you? Yep. And I've got a D4 damage bonus. So that's five... And three. So four points damage. Um, she kind of staggers back. Ah, uh, she's not knocked out, but she is clearly uh, hurt. Um, <clears throat> she will drop her door just as an extra little bonus for you there. <laughs> Mr. Harden. Get him, Ben! Get him! Get him! I will say, Dad, blam it, Ben, and I will uh, stylishly spin my revolver from uh, holding the butt outward to putting it in my hand. Ben, don't make me use this thing, and I'm going to lean over towards him. I don't mind doing it if I have to. Intimidate. Uh, let me see. Pretty high number, and zero three is a pretty low number, so let's call that an extreme success. Um, <clears throat> he, you know, strains at the, you know, pulls at the handcuffs for for just kind of another second. You can hear the nails groaning; they're about to pop loose. And then he kind of settles back down. He says, "You, you got it, boss. You got it." Uh, you're the man with that gun. Yeah, you I got think that, heard enough of my stories to know I don't mind using it. As long as you got that gun. Yeah, I do. I got it right now. Mr. Uh, you better hope you don't lose it. Uh-huh. I'm afraid your days of uh, holding your own gun are over there, Ben. Mr. Stalin? Yep. Here we go. Um, okay. Question. Could I have my whip near me? At all? I'm not sure. Uh, no. No, okay. Cool. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to say it's, with it's a sword. stretch that you would have yeah, brought your yeah. whip to escort a lady to the restroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um, no. Um, so you said we're, uh, she's hit me with the door? Yes. Clearly, she has pulled off a cabinet door, ah, you know, out of yep. the bathroom, swung okay, at you. Well, she didn't hit you with it, but she clearly tried to. I will hit her again. Fighting bro. So that's a uh, ten. So that is an extreme success. Well, damage. Yeah. Okay, so D6, 
So that's a six and that's a four. So max. Wow. Wow. Five points of damage. Nice. Five points of damage. Con roll. Bloop. Uh, she staggers again. She's still not knocked out, but she kind of. Um, Break and Betty is a stout woman. Let us let us let us say. Can I ask what the difference game. in size is? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Break and Betty is a seventy. Wow. Simple Ben is an eighty. Eighty-five oh. size. It's a class of the titans. So she, I mean, she's the same size as me. I'm. Yeah. Well, you both tower well. over me, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, either one could put you in their pockets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's your size? Uh, 25. Oh, you're tiny. I'm a wisp of a man. <laughs> Betty kind of Betty kind of stumbles back and you know drops to the drops to the floor. You got us. Just let me go back to my seat, Mr. Stalin. Okay, he will roughly pull it. With holding, making sure that the gun, you know, keeping the gun on her, he'll pull her to her feet and push it and making sure she doesn't have the um, cupboard hand, um, cupboard door anymore. He will push her towards the seats. Sure. Uh, as you do that, let's cut back to uh, the private carriage at the back. Ms. Gordon, Ms. Cofield, Ms. Mall, Mr. Westover. I think you were headed into the bedroom, eh? Yeah. Uh, you can make your way into the bedroom. Uh, <clears throat> it's a bedroom on a train. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's not huge. It is, you know, fairly small, but it is incredibly opulent. Hmm. Uh, the cabinets and the beds are all clearly turned and carved from black walnut. Um, you know, there's, you know, velvet tapestries on the wall. Uh, you know, gold filigree uh, in the in the carvings. Um, but the room itself, beyond that, is a bit of a mess. Do I uh, see where the footprints led? I kind of, you know, hold on yes. here. Let's track these. Yes, you can. Um, the I'll get to that in just one second. Okay. Uh, you can clearly tell that the you know the bed has been slept in. Um, the bed clothes are you know disheveled and and thrown about. Um, in the corner of the room, there is a safe, and the footprints lead to the safe. Uh, the safe itself is open. And the um, it looks like the lock has been broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the contents of the safe are apparently scattered about around the safe. Well, I guess I guess that explains the. The murder. Well, the contents of the safe are still there, like money and deeds, paperwork. Um, <clears throat> there are uh, a number of ledgers. 
and a single document that looking at it uh, is entitled The Last Will and Testimony of K.Q. Isham. Doisa, here, take a look at these. Oh, yes, yes. I will, I will start pouring through the uh, last will and testament. Mm -hmm, and uh, therefore, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, you're looking at the last will and testament first? Uh, yes, I think that's what I was handed. I don't know if I was handed the ledgers as well. Okay. Just uh, law, everything. Just everything. Uh, law roll as you read through the last will and testament of KQ Isham. Really embarrassed if I don't pass that. Oh, I do, just barely. Uh, it is, as uh, kind of obvious, uh, a will. Uh, it is Mr. Isham's will uh, in which uh, a man identified as Mr. Isham's butler, Lee Wei, uh, is the beneficiary of everything. And Mr. Isham is a very rich man, uh, including the um, a, uh, a major partner uh, in a railway, which includes the line that you are on at the moment. Uh, and Mr. Mr. Way is still outside this room. That is correct. I will I will share with the others. This does not look this does not look good. I think we're gonna need to find Mr. Wake clearly had access to this and he's uh he's now a very, very wealthy man thanks to this. Motive and means. Motive and means. Well we don't know his means yet, but he certainly has a motive for it. And, I suppose means in terms of we could get in there, if that's what you mean. Indeed. He well, said he turned would, in. Does uh, he? Where does he sleep? Why? Why would he have broke open the safe? Oh, make it look like a burglary, of course. Mm. Accounting roll. Uh, ninety-nine. Weirdly, I have a character that has a counting skill, but nothing overcomes a 99. Too focused on the will. Trumping up the theory of who's responsible. You said the footprints also led to the bathroom. I'm going to poke around in there. Uh, okay. I'll uh, leave that to you. Uh, it is uh, a bathroom. Uh, like the rest of the car, it is incredibly ornate, uh, walnut and gold filigree and uh, <clears throat> an oil painting on the wall. Um, the, the bathroom has also been tossed. You know, drawers and cabinets are open, um, towels and toiletries are kind of strewn about. Like somebody was searching the bathroom as well or somebody was having an attack in the bathroom searching
What do you think they were looking for? It's funny that they searched the safe and searched the bedroom and searched the bathroom. He yeah. must have been carrying something they wanted. I wonder if he uh, drank too much and got to talking over his uh, poker game or something. And somebody, you know, figured there was some money lying around. Was there money in the safe or money on the floor from the safe? Uh, there is no money in the safe. There is no money uh, around the safe. I'll do a hard search of the bedroom. Okay. Uh, if somebody else wants to make an accounting roll, that's that's cool too. All right. Nope. <laughs> uh, spot hidden for searching the bedroom. Well, there's the role I would have needed for the accounting, the but I did get on the spot hidden. Yeah, I got an extreme spot hidden there too. I should have made the accounting oh, role. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, nice. Um, as y'all are searching the bedroom, um, I mean, you know, again, you know, the bedroom beyond just the the safe has, you know. Clearly in disarray, you know, bedclothes are, you know, so they are the bedclothes are, you know, scattered. The bed is clearly, you know, was clearly slept in. You can see, you know, the imprint of somebody sleeping in it. Uh, whoever was sleeping in it uh, was sweating profusely. Um, mm -hmm. Under the blankets that are on the floor. Um, no, I'm sorry, not under the blankets that are on the floor. Uh, <coughs> Yes, sorry. Uh, under the blankets that are on the floor, you find a handkerchief. Uh, it is a kind of just a, a cheap, um, you know, basic handkerchief, the same kind that probably y'all are carrying as well. But there's a strange smell to it. Uh, and on the floor near the safe, kind of up against the corner um, by the wall, there is a single. Um, a worn brass button. We should uh, ask Mr. Way. I wonder this is not nice enough of a handkerchief, I would think, for a man who would own a train car like this. Brass button, like uniform button? Um, like a coat button. Doesn't seem to be any kind of obvious, you know, insignia on it. Hmm. Well, it feels like we should find these. Uh, we're not going to just arrest Mr. Way right away. Not saying we shouldn't, but. I can just arrest him right away. Maybe we talk to these uh, other people that are play supposedly playing cards. See if one of them's missing a button on a coat. There's one other thing yes. I want to look at. This broken bottle of tequila. Does it look like it was dropped or smashed to use as an improvised weapon? Um, 
you can have a look at the bottle of tequila. I. It's hard to. I mean, you know, how do you tell the difference? Uh, the entire bottle seems to be there. It's not like you know, part of the bottle is here and part of the bottle is somewhere else, or part okay. of the bottle is missing. Um, you would certainly, you know, be willing to believe that someone threw the bottle, you know, at either the door or the wall next to the door, and it's smashed there. Uh, there is a dead worm on the floor amongst the um, glass. Natural world. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Success. Regular success as well. It's a maggot. A maggot? Yes. They don't put maggots in tequila. They don't put worms uh, in tequila either. You put worms in mezcal. The, um, the handkerchief we found, is it a man's or a woman's? Can we tell? Uh, are you, you're taking a close look at it? I am going to take a close look, but you know it's got a strange smell, so I don't want to get my nose too close to it. <laughs> at least I'll close my nose in case it's chloroform or something fun like that. It is a man's handkerchief. Any initials or anything on it? No. Okay. Uh, cheap, you said? Ordinary? Yes. Okay. Cheap, ordinary, not you know, silk or embroidered or anything yep. particularly fancy. It's just a, you know, basic, cheap, 10 for a penny handkerchief. I will look in the, um, somewhere in the bedroom for where the, I would think this man's handkerchiefs are and see what he has. Uh, you can certainly find some handkerchiefs in one of the drawers. Uh, and yes, they are all very fine uh, silk and lace affairs. Is the back door uh, to this car locked? It is not. Spot hidden roll. Not uh, me. Not okay. Um, so uh, the back door is not locked. Uh, beyond the back door, there is uh, actually a balcony mm -hmm. uh, built onto the back of the car. But the door is not locked. Just go out and peek. Are there rungs going up? So if maybe somebody was hiding on top of the car, it could have climbed down easily. Uh, yes. Spot in roll. That time I made it just regular. Uh, so yes, the the footprints that you know the the dusty, dirty footprints uh -huh. that came that came in through the back door and led you know, to the bathroom and into the bedroom and then back out the back door. Um, you can see from you know the remnants of the footprints and from some scuffed paint marks uh, that these footprints, whoever left them. Um, came down from the roof and presumably gonna, left the same way. I'm going to draw my pistol and climb up there real slow and poke my head up just enough to peek over. 
I'll, Here, uh, hold my hat. I'm halfway. Oh, yeah, of course. Climb roll. Climb roll. Permanently. Permanently. And there is, you know, there there is a bit of a of a ladder there, but you know, you are on the back end of a train which is moving at speed, so it's you know, it's noisy, it's windy, the train is rocking back and forth. It's not, you know, just a shimmy up a ladder. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to spend some luck to make it. I'm going to spend seven points of luck to make it. Okay. That was close enough. So you're just kind of climbing up enough to peek your head over yeah. the top. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, it's the top of the train. Uh, you can see the same dusty duty footprints on the roof of the car. Ooh. Headed forward. I call down. There are footprints leading forward. I'm going to follow them. Oh, well, that's uh, very interesting. I'll meet you at the uh, front of the car. I'll just, you know, when you hop yep, over yep. the. Yeah, okay. So I will walk to between the this car and the next car forward. Okay, I will join. Ms. Cofield, what are you up to? Um, I'm going to go back out into the main train and start looking for the Boses who were playing cards with Mr. Ishan. Okay. Um, are you going to, how are you going to attempt to find them? Um, actually, I'll go ask Mr. Way for a description. Uh, oh, of course. Um, um, the, the Boses, uh, uh, older, older man and, and, and woman, uh, she, has, she has a small dog. The the dog is with her all, all the time. Okay. Um. What color is the dog? Uh, it is a, a light brown. Uh, one of those small. I I don't know the name. A, a Mexican kind of dog. Okay. And um, what do they have anything distinguishing about them? Do they wear glasses? Did they were they well off? Uh, he'll give you a little bit of a description. It's not great, but you think you would recognize them. Um, had you seen them when they arrived or had you seen them before you saw them when you were leaving? Do you know where they came from? The I, I, I do not know. They, they were they were on the train. Okay. Well, with the small dog, I mean, that should be pretty good. So I'm going to um, go along and try to find folks with a, a couple with a dog. Okay. Uh, we will leave you headed forward to look for a couple and a small dog. Um, as Mr. Westover, you're climbing up on the roof of the train. Mm-hmm. And Ms. Gordon and Ms. Mall are just walking for walking uh, to the end to the forward end of the car. You're not going to climb up onto the roof. No, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. 
Fair enough. Uh, let's get back to forward to Mr. Harden and Mr. Stalin. You've managed to get uh, Breaking Betty and Simple Ben settled. I'll be <coughs> back with my uh, feet on the table and uh, cleaning my revolver. Maybe it has a spot of blood on it where I was forced to club Simple Ben. Whistling. Okay. Mr. Stalin, anything in particular? He would just basically set up back um, in his seat uh, with his um, banjo just sitting down next to the chair. But definitely he's still got the gun on his lap um, in easy reach, not in his holster at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay. And watching the others, watching the prisoners. Sounds you know what good. I'm going to do? I'm going to engage these prisoners in conversation. <clears throat> um, I will look towards the, um, uh, who's the, the leader now? Hensley. Hensley. Okay. Hensley's there. I was sorry. I was looking at the list. I was like, oh, it's not one, two thousand. Yeah. So I look over at uh, at Mr. Hensley as I kind of uh, you know spin my whatever's called the carriage of my revolver there and say, "How's a man like you come to a place like this, Jim?" <clears throat> Obviously, things did not go our way, hmm. Mr. Harden. I'd say that's right. You might say we came up short. I twitch, stop spinning my revolver. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that if I was you, Jim. Oh, it's quite all right, Mr. Harden. It's just a small thing. I take my feet off the uh, off the table and sit up a little bit more upright. It's like, well, well, well. <laughs> Do they reach the floor? Yeah, right. Exactly. I dangle him off the bench, off the edge of the bench. Um, <clears throat> uh, now, now, Mr. Harden, it's okay. It's quite all right. There's no need to get all riled up. We all know that your skill with the revolver dwarfs everyone else's here. Well, I, I am beginning to understand. Seems like uh, old Ben over there is not the only one that's so simple. I'll stand up and come over to Jim Hensley. Where did you learn to talk? The same place most of us did when I was tiny at school. <laughs> Damn this guy. <laughs> you go, Jim. <laughs> Okay, okay. I think I have uh, had enough at this point. <laughs> Be careful, he has a short temper. Ooh. Mr. Stilton, <laughs> I feel bad about knocking these men around, but you're not tied up. And I will in an offhand way as I look back at uh, Mr. Stalin, I will uh, smack old... <clears throat> 
old Jim Hensley in the mouth with my the butt of my revolver. Okay. Uh, to do damage or just to uh, as an insult? Yeah, let's see if we can break a tooth. Okay. Uh, uh, fighting brawl with a bonus die. All right. Come on, bonus die. That is an 18, so that's going to succeed. Normal success, though. Full damage. Probably don't have a uh, damage bonus, huh? <laughs> Probably don't. <laughs> I will check, though. With uh, Probably a negative. Oh, yeah, it's a negative one. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is I rolled high. I rolled five points. So, uh, uh, you do you do smack him, um, you know, break a couple teeth, split his lip. Ah! He uh, spits out a couple teeth. Ah. I will. Uh, at this point, I didn't expect to be. Uh, <clears throat> to have to contend with people in my own posse <laughs> throwing insults at me, I will, uh, I guess, stomp off a little bit to the, uh, where are we again? There's a balcony there, right, in between cars, and uh, say to the, um, in between the, Back of the car, because it'd be too smoky in the front, probably. But uh, towards C, back there, and um, roll a cigarette on the, uh, I don't know what you call those things, those places outdoors. A little balcony or ledge or something. Between the cars? Sure. Yes, between the cars, yeah. Yep. Uh, Okay. Uh, Having engaged in some fun wordplay, let us cut back to... The rear of the train as Mr. Westover climbs up onto the roof. Dex roll, please. Yes! 43 out of 45! <laughs> uh, you are able to, um, you know, to keep your feet, kind of slowly make your way uh, forward. Uh, you can follow the footprints. Uh, they lead to the forward end of Mr. Isham's private carriage. As you reach the uh, the break to the dining car, um, you can see just across the gap, the footprints continue. They continue forward. What do you see up there? You look down in the gap, you see uh, yeah, Ms. Gordon and Ms. Mall there. Footprints keep going. I'll meet uh, you up the next car. So, sounds good. Do we did we notice any uh, roof hatches? That'd no. be weird. Just that you can only weird. go up and down between the cars. Yep. Okay. Uh, you make your way along the top of the parlor car. <laughs> Following the footprints, as you reach the forward end of the parlor car across the gap, you can see the footprints continue. 
Onward I go. Yep. Okay. Uh, as you do so, let us cut over to um, Ms. Caulfield, who you passed in the parlor car. So after Mr. Way gives the description, I asked Mr. Ladoon if he's aware of any folks traveling with a dog. Oh, yes, yes, the Boses. Uh, you'll probably find them right up there in the parlor. Okay, and I head that way and I get to the parlor and I look to see if there's anybody there with a dog, a couple with a dog. Uh, there most certainly is. Um, there is a a couple. Uh, they are. Um, do I have an actual description of these people here? You would think I would. Uh, there we go. Um, yes, uh, they are. Uh, the The husband is a uh, a huge man, uh, dark skinned. Um, as in, um, you know, of some kind of African descent, um, but a lighter kind of dark skin. Uh, he is a large, kind of strong man. He looks like, he, you would guess, you know, he looks like he was, you know, a boxer at one point. He has that kind of broken, you know, twisted flat nose of a boxer. Um, he is well-dressed. Uh, wearing a you know a good but not particularly fancy suit uh and the woman uh with him is similarly you know well dressed but not you know in finery uh they both look like they're probably in their 40s uh and she has a small chihuahua that is kind of yapping almost constantly, uh, especially anytime someone walks by. Um, hi there, sir, madam. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Uh, no, Miss. Um, Cofield. Uh, Miss Cofield. <clears throat> Harlan Bowes. This is my wife, Samantha. Sam, if you please. What can we do for you, Ms. Cofield? Nice to meet you. I was going to ask about your evening with Mr. Uh, don't know his name. It's Sean. Uh, um, yes. Were you with him last night? Yes, yes. Uh, but <clears throat> Joined him at a card game in his carriage. Um, can you know who else temper was there? got the better of me. Or what got the better of you? My temper got the better of me. Oh, really? Uh, what happened? Well, he was, first of all, he was flirting with Samantha. He was just being a gentleman, Harlan. He was flirting with you, Samantha. I couldn't turn my back for a second. 
And Samantha, is, Samantha just kind of looks up at you and smiles. He was just being a kind gentleman. It was nothing. <clears throat> it was not nothing. It was something. But I took him for his money. $300. Okay. And um, can you let me know what time you were there? I left the, well, I left the card game. Card game broke up about 10 came back up here to sleep for a while couldn't sleep very well i was very angry i, <clears throat> I was trying to get get him to uh sponsor my restaurant on his dining cars would have would have made a fortune selling food on these cars on on his on his lines but i'm afraid my anger got the better of me and all his flirting, and I was a little too braggadocious about winning. So I, about 3 a.m., I <clears throat> wanted to to go apologize to the man, try to try to make it right, see if I could make a deal with him. But I knocked at the door of his car, and there was no answer. I assume he was asleep, so came back and sat down myself. Okay, when you say your anger got the better of you at the time of the card game what um what did that look like what happened words were said yes words were said okay um could you let me know about the other folks who were there with you well besides myself and my wife and mr isham uh, there was a young lady there. I don't quite remember her. It was Agatha, dear. Her name was Agatha. That's right. It was Agatha. Young young lady traveling alone, I think. Um, I don't see her here. She must be up in the sleeping cars, I guess. Uh, and oh, yes. And, and that gentleman right down there. Uh, and he points a little way down the, the car. Uh, to where there is uh, a uh, a man uh, sitting by himself, uh, smoking a pipe, reading a newspaper. Um, uh, also, probably in his forties, um, greased black hair, pencil thin mustache, pencil thin mustache. A gray pinstripe suit, silver cufflinks. Uh, that gentleman there, um, uh, Mr. Manning, his name was. He was playing with us as well. And there were just two other people. Was there anyone else? Uh, no, it was just the five of us. Okay. May May yeah. I ask why why all the why all the questions, Miss Cofield? Is Mr. Sure, Isham but, um... accusing me of something? He's most definitely not accusing you of something. Um, uh, we're tracking down a disturbance in his car that happened sometime since then. And we're actually going to question everyone, not just you. A disturbance? Well, I do hope Mr. <laughs> Isham is, is all right. Uh, perhaps I shall go see to, see to him and I can get a chance to apologize. 
Well, he's actually um, with the conductor right now, and um, he's actually with some marshal deputies, so it's probably not a good time, but um, we'll see about that later. Um, Fast talk. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, 52. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, he clearly doesn't believe you, but he's not going to push the issue. Okay. And um, if you don't mind, I'll just ask um, Miss Bose. Um, was Miss Bose aware of what time you went to? back to his cabin or no i asked i directed to mister and i say um was miss buzz awake when you went back to the cabin uh no she was not okay uh, that's right honey i was not i slept through the night and can you let me know how long you were gone uh, it was only a few minutes. I just walked right back there and knocked, waited a moment. There was no answer, and so I didn't want to anger him further, but pounding at the door, you understand. Uh, so I came back. Couldn't have been more than five, ten minutes. Did you notice anyone else or anything strange? Well, I don't know what could be rightly counted as strange, but uh, I don't believe so. And so just real fast, the car we're in right now is the parlor. Is it like a visiting car? It's not their car where they spent the night? That That's is correct. Like a place to go? Okay. Yep. Um, well, I appreciate your time and um, we'll let you know if we need anything else. And I like tip my hat. And so. Uh, Good day to you, Ms. Cofield. Good day, miss. And um, next I'm gonna go to the gentleman's back in the pipe but, uh, to Mr. Manning. Okay, uh, as you do so, let us cut back to Mr. Westover on the roof of the, uh, having reached the front of the parlor car, you can see uh, that the footprints continue onto uh, the, second sleeping car i wait for my compatriots down below to catch up and report this yes we're much slower than you walking through the cars then <laughs> <laughs> i don't have any people to get in my way That's true. why don't you give me another dex roll just for fun mr westover there you go oh dex is not my strong suit okay I do not make the dex roll. Not a critical fail, just a regular fail. I... For a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a strength roll. Strength I have more of. Yes, I make that easily. Yeah, as you as you go to jump onto the, you know, make your way across the gap, um, you know, onto the second sleeper carriage, uh, you slip and fall. 
off the roof, but managed to grab onto, you know, the railing around the top of the car and, you know, hold on, hoist yourself back up. Whew, that was close. Sanity roll. Ooh. <laughs> Sanity. What to my Sam? At 50-50. It phases me not on three. I wouldn't expect it to. Uh, go out with continue? my boots on. You going to continue? I am. Okay. Uh, as you do, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, let us cut back to Mr. Harden and Mr. Stalin. Yes. Yes, sir. I have finally started, stopped huffing and puffing outside on the edge of the... Uh, the now you're just puffing. puffing. Now I'm just <laughs> puffing. Exactly. Exactly. Trying to put on a, uh, a friendly face again. Mr. Harden, this is Marshall Nash. Mr. Stalin, go see what's taking the other so long. It's been a good 30 minutes since they left. You sure? And I'll look at, look at the, the, the group. You sure yeah, you're okay with the, that lot? Yeah, this lot ain't going nowhere. They 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 tried they tried their little ploy there with Betty and and Sam, but but you got them. All right, don't take your eyes off for a minute, Marshall. I will flip Not my spirit head and uh, head back. Yeah. Yep, head back and put my hat on. Uh, okay. Uh, just as the two of you reach the back of the second sleeper car, uh, you see Ms. Gordon and Ms. Mall enter the back of the sleep, second sleeping car. Well, there they are right now. Well, hello. Yeah. How are things what going up front? In? Oh, bad seed will be bad seed. They made a little bit of a ruckus for it, but... I don't think they'll be trying that again. Did you shoot him? Yeah, it was only a, it was only a little trouble. I kind of look it over at Mr. Uh, Stalin and say, I was kind of touch and go whether anybody got shot back there for a minute, but, and then he smiles, everything turned out okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that's no, for the no best. Shooting. No we shooting. Got, we got we to keep moving. We got to be there. When, uh, yeah, we're uh, happening. We'll come. We'll walk up with you here, and uh, but uh, how how crowded is this uh, carriage? Um, it's the sleep. It's the sleeper car. So you know, it's a narrow hallway, and there are occasionally kind of you know a few people coming out of a room and walking, pushing past you, and you know somebody pushing past and headed into the room. So it's it's not that crowded. But so when we get a moment when it's not when we can talk quietly as we're walking up. Uh, it seems this uh, gentleman was. Oh boy, he's a he's a rich one, but he was murdered, and I don't quite understand how they got rid of him. It's just bones, but uh, there's definitely something that happened. So we're uh, well. It seems there's some footprints that are up on the roof that we're following. This will pique my interest. Up on a roof, huh? Yeah. I ever tell you about that time I had to bring in those two 
No, wait. I mean, it was four of them. That, right, we got to uh, keep the story short. We got to keep moving. <laughs> anyway, they tried to run across the roof, and it, uh, it done fell off. Four of them, one after another. Crazy. Uh, well, I hope that uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Westover does not uh, do that. Listen rolls from the four of you. Crap. Uh, At least 15. it's not a spot hit. 15 looks very... Oh, that's a success. Uh, um, I fail. 39? 39? What's my listen? Uh, uh, base, so no. Failed. I will spend a point of luck and be listening. Uh, you hear a gunshot. Oh. From the forward sleeper. Oh, looks like That's somebody started our... shooting without you. What? I will grab my gun and head, head and start rushing back. I will start. Yeah, I'll head forward a little bit. Okay. Uh, just as you are about to reach the front of the second sleeper, uh, the door opens. Uh, and standing there is Marshall Nash. <laughs> Um, Jim Hensley has his arm around him, around his neck, and a pistol to his head. And behind them, you can see um, uh, Breakum Betty and Old Man Sam. Well, Mr. Hensley, it does appear you've escaped your bonds. Uh, Mr. Stalin, it has been such a short time since we had a chat. That it is. I see the holes amongst your teeth is just the size for a bullet to slip right through and out the back of your head. It's just a little thing, Mr. Stalin. Now, why don't you put that shooting iron on the ground? I to you, Mr. Harden. I believe. Golden, Ms. Maul. Or Mr. Stalin, sorry. I don't intend to, uh, well, I don't actually have my gun out, but it is uh, hovering right above my uh, <clears throat> my grip. Yeah, um, yeah, well, Mr. Stalin sort of basically slowly lowers his gun to the ground and um, in front of him. I will look towards the sheriff. What is he uh, doing? Uh, he looks chagrined. <laughs> oh, that's about right. He looks very embarrassed and not a little upset. <laughs> Damn it, Hensley, you're only making this worth for yourself. Now you shut up, Marshal. Our boys will take the engine and we'll just come to we'll just bring the train to a stop and we'll be on our way. Once we get some, and he kind of you know bends over to look out a window. Once we get someplace worth stopping, I suppose. Well, that so, doesn't seem very likely to me. 
I uh, go ahead. Uh, Sean, you had something? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Seeing as he is taking uh, Mr. Hensley has taken his eyes off me and is looking out the window. <coughs> uh, shoot him. Do... Yeah, exactly. Not sure how uh, you want to do the speed thing or if you just want to give me a uh, an opportunity, but I'm going to go ahead and take a shot. Uh, okay. Uh, let us cut there as we see your hand twitch. Let us cut to Mr. Westover. <laughs> As you reach the forward end of the second sleeper, why don't you make a listen roll with a penalty die? Okay. That is a fail. Uh, okay. Uh, you can see the footsteps continue uh, again across the gap and along the top of the first sleeper. All right, I will go ahead and and pop the gap and head on. You're not going to wait for your compatriots? Um, I do. I, I look down and I wait. And you and wait. And I yell down, hey! So your voice is carried away with the wind. <laughs> Well, I'm suspicious, but they might be questioning somebody or something. Um, I don't want this to get away, whoever this is. So I'm going to go ahead and move on. Uh, fair enough. You make your way to the front of the uh, forward sleeping car, uh, and you can see that the footsteps end here. They do not like, continue onto the postal carriage. Like they climb down from the front? That would be exactly your guess. Uh, I pull my pistol. And I climb down the front of the car. Okay. So you're you're so okay. So you're in between the postal carriage and the forward sleeper. Oh, I don't have a pistol. I have a Winchester. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you did not take your rifle with you. Where is it? Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Where else would it be? It would be back in the forward sleeper car. Oh, so all right. Bad guys have it. Great. <laughs> I've got my boot knife. Super, I want to. So, do I have to? There's, there's not a window. On the. No, end I mean, no. There's doors. There's a door into the sleeper carriage and a door into the postal carriage. Right. All right. You just drop down the gap and. I'm gonna drop down the gap and I'm actually gonna go into the postal carriage. Because they usually have guards there, and that way I can um, procure myself a pistol. Uh, okay. Let us leave you there for a moment. And let us cut back to the parlor, Ms. Cofield. So I um, am 
going to question Mr. Manning. Um, so I go up to him. Uh, yes, ma'am, uh, Miss. Hi there, um, I'm Miss Cofield, and I am understanding that you were with the Boses and Mr. Ishtor last night, and I'm wondering if I, you have a little bit of time to just answer a few questions for me, if you don't mind. I do very much mind. Um, it'll just take a moment of your time and just asking about the other folks who are there and what time you left. And why is this any business of yours, my dear? Sure. Well, we've been deputized by Marshall Nash and we're um, investigating stuff on behalf of the conductor. I see. Means there was an incident after you guys left last night. Uh, an incident. Is everything all right? Um, possibly, possibly not. Um, do you mind answering questions? Just wondering about the young lady who was there, and the Boses, and what time you left. First, though, tell me what what kind of incident. I, <clears throat> Mr. Isham has some of my property, some important property. I would hate to think something has happened to it. Sure. Well, we can help you with that. Um, we're not at liberty to say just yet what's um, going on with Mr. Um, What is his name? Isham. Isham. Um, we're not at liberty to say just yet, um, as this is an investigation. Uh, something to do with that gang you you, you folks brought aboard? Uh, no, not actually. They were with us the whole time. Persuade roll. Um, fail. <clears throat> well, my items better not have been disturbed. They are very valuable and very important, but ask your question. Well, I can let you know if I saw them in the car, what were your items? Uh, a stone tablet. About this large, and um, some Olmec petroglyphs on it. I don't expect you would know what that means. But trust me when I say it is very rare and very valuable. Okay, and um, why did you give it to Mr. Ishtar? Because I know that Mr. Isham has a safe in his private carriage, and I felt it would be safer there than to keep it on my person with those ruffians you folks felt the need to bring on board. Uh, just one stone tablet? Just the one. 
and okay uh were you playing cards with mr isham last night i was yes along with the boses uh, and uh the young lady agatha i never did get her name Knowles, that's it. I guess Miss Knowles. Um, what time did you leave? Well, the card game broke up about midnight. I stayed for another hour to uh, talk to Mr. Isham over drinks hoping that he would patronize a new expedition back to Mexico. You left around 1 a.m. That is correct. And you were the last one there? Yes. Does the stone tablet have any special properties? a stone tablet with Olmec carvings on it. It is hundreds of years old. It is special in and amongst itself. Okay. And then that's the last time you saw Mr. Isham? That is correct. Um, I'm sorry, what? What was the liquor that the bottle was broken in there? Um, okay. Were we all drinking tequila during the card game? Um, Mr. Isham was drinking tequila. I believe Ms. Bose was drinking wine. Mr. Bose and myself were drinking whiskey. Okay. Um, could you give me a description of Miss Knowles? Uh, young lady, 20s perhaps, marginally attractive as these things go, dark hair. Have you seen her since then? You know where she is? I imagine she is somewhere on the train. I don't care to go looking for every young woman I meet, no. Okay. And did you have a plan to meet back with Mr. Isham to get the petroglyphs back? As soon as we arrive in Reno, yes. Okay. Um... Thank you for your time. I appreciate your help tonight. Of course, of course. Uh, would you like a photograph? I can autograph it for you if you would like. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, he pulls out a, uh, a photograph of himself. <laughs> Takes out an inkwell. And a quill signs it. 
and hands it to you. Thank you. Of course. Good day, Ms. Cofield. Uh, let us cut back really quick to Mr. Harden's twitching hand. <laughs> um, can I ask you a quick question? I know that we never really use maps closely, but again, you being the supreme arbitrator of everything, but since we have all these maps and everything is kind of tight, do you want to kind of call it out or just kind of generally say what's going on? Um, so at the, f so just inside the front door of the second sleeper car, uh, Mr. Hensley has Marshall Nash at gunpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, Hensley, wow. And the second sleeper is just like the first sleeper, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just inside the front door. Uh, behind the two of them are Breakham Betty, uh, who is holding a rifle, a Winchester <laughs> rifle. And where does she go? She will go here. Uh, and old man Sam, who has a knife. Uh, and then, you know, maybe a third of the way down the car, a third of the way from the front, you know, so closer to the front than the back, um, are the four of you kind of clustered in a group, you know, in the narrow hallway. Mm -hmm. Kind of by those, I guess, the third county from the left, like the third bay of beds, maybe? or the Sure. Sounds yeah. good. Okay. And those kind of big U-shaped, plain U-shaped things, those are like hard uh, walls or whatever, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So there's nowhere kind of to dive unless it's for the floor or unless you I'm, open. I'm sorry. The U-shaped things are actually doors. Actually, sorry. Let me get a better look. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say things without looking at the map myself. <laughs> uh, let me find it there. Kind yes. of the big hump. Yeah, so the, the, U, the U-shaped things are doors, right? So it's like there's a room with a... So the U-shaped thing is like the space in the room, and then there's a bed on each side. Oh, okay. And then there, and then there's a door that slides, a, a double sliding door right. that would okay. close in front of the U-shape. I understand that now. The U-shape's kind of a weird uh, thing. Um, like a, it's like fine. a it's like a table that folds down. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. So again, I'm just kind of trying to get the feel because there's going to be bullets and people flying all around and seeing if we can dive left or right. All the doors are closed pretty much, right? Uh, I think we will deal with a luck roll or something if we need to dive through a door and okay. see if it's open sounds or closed. Good. Some sounds are open, good. some are closed. Sounds good. And are we kind of bunched side by side or kind of single file in the hallway? Uh, more single file. Gotcha. And so I hate to do this to Gary, but it sounded like Mr. Stalin was in the front because he was running back and putting his gun down. I can be in the front if we need to, but 
Uh, you have the higher deck, so for convenience, yeah. we'll just put you in front. That's fine. Okay. I'm happy to do that. It's one less person I have to shoot around. <laughs> uh, give me a dex roll first. Okay, dex roll. Come on, baby. Ah, damn it. That's a normal success only. Okay. And give me some gunplay with a penalty die as okay. Marshall Nash is, you know, um, Hensley is clearly, you know, has Marshall Nash right in front of him in, you know, human shield yes. mode. So, okay. So this, um, mechanically, is there a way for me just to shoot him in the head and end this immediately? Or are we just going to say I hit him and I have to work his hit points down? Uh, well, if you if you hit him, pretty much the only place you can hit him is in his head. Okay. Uh, so yes, mechanically, we will say that if you hit him, uh, he is dead. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. With a penalty, luck right? spin coming along. Yeah, what did yeah. You get with a with a penalty die. What did you get on your dex roll again? It was a normal success. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Oh, damn it. It wasn't a penalty die. It was got it was the other one. But uh I can spend seven points of luck to make it a normal success. Awesome. Uh, okay. okay. <clears throat> you shoot. Um you can tell that Hensley clearly saw your hand twitch oh no and basically at the same moment that you shot he shoots aha the two guns go off at basically the same time and a bullet rips through mr henley's head spraying blood and brains all over the sam and betty behind him uh, he shoots basically at the same time. And Marshall Nash's brains explode all over the wall. Oh. And we will cut it there for the evening.